0: Welcome to the For the Church Podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm here with Ronnie Kurtz. We are going to go through a new feature, uh, an annual year in review. Ronnie, how are you, brother? Doing well. How are you, Jared? I'm doing okay. I feel like it's been a while since we've been in here doing this. Yeah, Yeah. it's been Um, like maybe a week. I don't, I don't It's been longer than far that Far too long Yeah I mean your, your last week's been going well Your last month's been going well <laughs> It's been good yeah. It's been good It's been full of a
1: lot of reading A lot of writing So wrapping up a few uh-huh. PhD projects And uh, yeah,
0: all great. That, that sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> that is. The I kind wanted to of... hear something like, "I just got back from Japan." You're not going to believe how no. the yen's doing. You know, so, <laughs> something that shows me you're a mover and shaker in the world. Yeah, boring and, is the way I try to live my life. Yeah, I'm, I have a, a very boring life uh, as well. Although yesterday, yeah, cool thing for us uh, or for me, I guess I should say. So my birthday was last week. Yeah. Um, this podcast actually comes out December. So all, at the time of this recording, which is November eighth, my birthday was last week. But I'd been traveling, my wife was sick, there's all kinds of things going on. So they gave me their the, my birthday present last night, and I'm so stoked because it's basically uh, airline tickets for the three of us to go see my oldest daughter, Macy, who's in college in Pennsylvania. And watch the Patriots Eagles game. That's with amazing. That, uh, yeah, so I'm really pumped. This this coming up weekend, uh, we get to go to Philadelphia so and watch. I, the as day. I
1: understand it, you've never been to Foxborough. Is that correct? I've never been to Foxborough. Wow. I lived
0: in New England six years. Was a Patriots fan. Um, it just it was too expensive. It was yeah, four hours away. Uh, yeah, it was just ridiculous, but it, you know, he'll play for another 10 years. So I still have a window. <laughs> a first of many. Fox I know. I want to see Brady play live. Um, and, uh, and I have plenty of time. Yeah. He's only 42. That's right. So and pl- at this
1: point I'm, I'm done
0: doubting him. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, well, I said this is a, a first time feature. I don't even know if the podcast has been out for, I mean, how long have we even had the podcast? Maybe it has, you know, it's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> or two, 70 episodes worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we act like man. It's the first time we thought of this in the uh, the hallowed history of the For the Church podcast. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do a year review, basically sort of going through um, our favorites, highlights, uh, yeah. good you know, highlighting some good writing and uh, maybe even some writing that uh, regular readers might not have noticed right away. Yeah. Um, but just things that we have really appreciated and 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 blessed us. And so I've got a few articles that I mentioned. I think you've got some articles that you mentioned. And uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. What's the, the first piece that you would like to mention in, in our year in review?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let, me just, let me just start by thanking those who contributed in 2019. Uh, obviously, FTC.co uh, would not happen if we didn't have people contributing. So just thank you for uh, using your gifts to serve our readers, and, and we greatly appreciate it. With that being said, I, I, had a, I thought 2019 was a great year. Uh, we, we had more readers in 2019 than we've ever had in the almost five-year history of For the Church, and uh, so I'm very thankful for that. It seems like that's going to continue. The momentum will continue into 2020, and so thankful for that. Some of the articles that I loved this year, uh, I think we have to start with uh, Andrea Burke. Yeah. I think Andrea Burke is a remarkably gifted writer, um, and I finally got to meet her this year at the For the Church National Conference. and. Uh, she is as kind as she is gifted in writing and she actually broke our most read article of all time this year, uh, yeah. which is, which was a pretty big deal. Yeah. And so she, she crushed it. Um, the article is, is titled the, the one wish Dream that makes a girl blush. Yeah. And I reread it this morning just to prepare for this. And it really is a good <laughs> article. And so it's, yeah. it's not one of those articles where you're like, why are people reading that article? It's, right. a, it's so, it's so rich and, and, and. Uh, well written, so lo- love love that and and she actually wrote another one called uh, the Gospel according to essential oils. Okay, yeah, uh, not controversial at all. As, no, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, she said that when she wrote it, her inbox was blowing up like pretty quickly. So yes. uh, both positively and negatively. So. Well, I
0: think even um, like that one's even gotten some reprint action. Churchleaders.com yeah, uh, right. uh, dot com reached out to us, asked if they could republish it. Uh, it had a little viral mm-hmm. moment. Uh, it, it went as wild as essential oils itself. <laughs> so, uh, no, I yeah. So I um I I just love and and cherish uh, Andrea's um you know success. I've been following her writing online for probably ten years now. And um, what's really weird is like the, my world got smaller because I I you know I had met her but I knew her writing online and she was part of a a group blog and th- that I really enjoyed. Um, and so it was just familiar with her writing. Well, then I'm living in Vermont and I know this fellow, uh, who lives nearby, he goes to a church nearby and he was the guitarist in the worship band for this young adult worship service that some of us cooperated to put on every month. So I knew him from that. Next thing I know, Andrea Levandusky, which is her, uh, uh, maiden name, uh, Andrea marries Jed Burke, who I know. <laughs> And I think, this is the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> and, and so since then, I've been able to, uh, um, when I've gone, uh, uh, she does women's ministry in Rochester, New York. And um, when I've gone up to Rochester, I've been able to spend time with her and Jed and, and their kids at their house. and um, it, It's one of those, like, under the radar, she doesn't have a book. yeah. Um, she doesn't have a big platform. And yet when you just have, to me, this is the dream of For the Church, yeah, that you, exactly you right. have people who have experience and wisdom. And gifts. Mm-hmm. And you give them a platform and a voice so that more people can can be blessed by them Th- just that's as we've exactly been. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, that actually is a great uh segue into the next article I wanted to mention. Okay. It was an article called Uh You Need to Be Inconvenienced by Your Church. Okay. By uh, actually a friend of mine named Tyler Green, who uh does worship and in pastors uh church in southern Missouri in Ozark, uh Life Point and uh I, I one of
0: This is that one went big as well, yes, did not it? Yeah, it, it yeah. was
1: read a lot and, and very much deserved to be so. It kind of called out our consumeristic mentality when it comes to the local body. And and Tyler is a guy who doesn't have a platform, isn't even on social media, you know. And that's really does embody what we're trying to do with FTC.co in a world where, you know, people are reading le- fewer and f- fewer and fewer material. And it, that's typically written by only those who have platforms. That's right. I love. The idea of giving a you know a megaphone to people who aren't pursuing platform but are pursuing faithfulness in the local church, and that's exactly what Tyler has
0: done. Yeah, speaking of faithfulness, so my first article that I want to mention is by um, one of our faculty members here at Midwestern Seminary. In fact, one of the longtime faculty members, yeah. Thor Madsen, um, who just very recently, actually within the last uh, week or so, um, we published what was the beginning of a, a faculty address that's essentially. Right. And the the title of the post is "After 20 Years, I Still dot dot dot." Uh, After 20 years, I still, and it's really uh, a beautiful piece about not just reflecting on the changes at Midwestern since uh, Jason Allen's coming and those sorts of things, the turnaround here, uh, but really just kind of the the ins and outs of academic life. Yeah. and almost a spiritual reflection yes. on it. Um, I just want to read just a, a a couple of sentences from the post. That's right, he says. After 20 years, I still have a charge to keep. I was hired during the last stages of the conservative resurgence in the SBC when our institutions and seminaries were leaving liberal theology behind and recovering a high view of God's Word. Mm. I also entered SBC life from the outside, having come most recently through the European university system. And this fact, combined with the previous one, compelled our trustees to examine me with unusual scrutiny (laughs) across the full range of subjects that I was set to teach. They had just turned the SBC around for the better, and they were in no mood for anyone's weird theological experiments. <laughs> I could sense the urgency of their work and the questions that they asked and their determination not to be let down once more. Wow. Uh, it's it's a really great piece. And if you know Dr. Madsen, I know most of our readers probably do not, but if you know Dr. Madsen, um, you just, you know, you like his unique sensibility. Um, and and just his, uh, you know, command of the subjects and the way he teaches. He has, you know, kind of Socratic, you know, mm-hmm. kind of method uh, uh, in my experience of him. Um, and so it's just a good piece that I would yeah, recommend to absolutely. our readers. He's a gifted writer. Yeah. All
1: right. What else you got? Yeah, Jared, I, I would uh, be remiss without mentioning uh, our writer in residence here at Western <laughs> Seminary, Jared Wilson. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, Jared actually publishes uh, more than anybody at FTC.co, which is great. And uh, he he publishes every Monday, yeah. uh, fresh content every Monday. And so if you're not tuned in to regularly visiting the website, um, you, you would be
0: served well by doing so, at least on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it. You know, um, rolling over to faculty and this author and residence role in the summer, um, I just it, – it, it's wonderful to just have this lane to run in. Yeah. The, the school has been very, uh, um, you know, very generous uh, to me in that. And basically, just kind of drawing a circle around writing and saying we value this. We think this makes a contribution to the church and certainly to the institution. So we just want you to keep doing it. And yeah. and and the amount of uh, creative energy that I've had since then has um, really been startling to me. It, it, you know, the increase since being able to hand off, uh, the, you know, the managing editorial reins to you and see how the site has you know has flourished under that. Um, but also, I just I have more breathing room it feels like to be yeah. creative, you know, as you know, when you're in that role and, and you have the marketing and all that stuff on top as well, um, a, a lot of times your own kind of vision or your own creativity comes at the end. That's it's right. It's kind of leftovers. And so being able to prioritize that has really been a blessing. Well, it's, really it's blessed it. a lot of us. Let me just give
1: readers a, a couple of articles of yours that I would I would really check out. <laughs> um, the ones that I've enjoyed this year. I loved, Jared, your article on uh, George Whitefield and, and whether or not he is a Christian. Uh, those, those, uh, <laughs> I said I said yes, by the way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we uh, concluded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the it was a really fair treatment of what do we make of heroes who have serious faults like like George Whitfield on Enslaves, for example. Another one, um, a somber yet hopeful article that you wrote. There should be two of us mm. uh, at the passing of uh, Jared Wilson. And uh, that that article was I really saw the power of writing in that article, mm. and again you, you you caught the right tone of being somber and serious, yet you know one who is uh with hope and so I uh, loved that one and then another one that's uh significantly less serious okay. is uh, I forgot exactly how you worded the title, but it was it was basically on why Christian movies are so terrible right. <laughs> 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 nice. And uh, I loved that one, just as an as a you know a creative myself, just kind of looking at and analyzing creativity and uh, exposing something that we all know to be true, which is the cheese factor in yeah. in Christian movies. So good okay. work there.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I wish it could be, this could be a teaser, but we actually have an episode of the podcast with uh, with me and, and Matthew Millsap uh, on that subject. Yeah. In fact, the top of the podcast would be why Christian movies are short tailboard. And by the time this airs, that will already have aired. So. Uh, sort of a backwards teaser. If you haven't listened to that episode, uh, go. Back. I'm assuming you're listening sequentially because you're such a faithful listener, uh, uh, you know, to the podcast. But if not, go back and listen to that because it's a good conversation. Because we didn't just rag on Christian movies and, and that sort of thing. Um, we also talked about, um, you know, how um, art sort of transcends and can and carry redemptive themes, and uh, including talking about a few good movies that we really enjoyed mm. and thought communicated sort of Christian truths in helpful and, and artistic ways. Uh, l- let me share one more of mine here. Um, so this is a post that we published um, at least twice, I think, actually. Um, it's by Garrett Kell, um, who wrote a piece about his conversion, his testimony. Uh, we most recently published it on on Halloween Day, Reformation Day, uh, October 31st this year. And the title is, When Halloween Became My Reformation Day. Yeah. And Garrett just had such a powerful testimony, um, the, the power of the gospel to convert a guy who was Dead set, going the wrong way, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, sex, everything. And the way the Lord grabbed hold of him through a simple, uh, you know, shared gospel from a friend yeah. who who loved him and was concerned about him and and wouldn't kind of take his nose and his hard partying ways for an answer. Yeah. Um, and, and consistently. And so it was a Halloween party that Kel was at. Uh, and so he tells the story. It's quite effective, actually. And it's just so stark. It just tells you um, – you know what it looks like in in very um, elaborate and um, effective terms. What it means to go from darkness to light. Yeah, you see that clearly in his life. So the, I really love that post, and I would commend it to you. When That's Halloween right. became my Reformation Day by Garrett Kell.
1: Yeah, Garrett Garrett's a great writer, and uh, he actually reminds me of an, of a, one of the other writers that I wanted to mention on the podcast today was uh, Steve Bessner. I have since coming into this role, I, I didn't know Steve, haven't met him before this role, and so I got to meet him. Um, at some, some conference, we were doing a, a video interview, and that was the first time I got to meet him, and was just immediately impressed. We were You and I were interviewing him, and just was immediately impressed with the the pastoral wisdom just laced yeah. in all of his answers, and I, I see that in his writing. He's, he's gentle, he's kind, he's thoughtful, nuanced, basically everything social media isn't. In 2019, <laughs> yeah. Steve Besner is, yeah. and that's the kind of writer that I would hope to publish, you know, mm. and... And so his, his writing has been, you know, when he, when he writes, I listen, and, and when he speaks, I listen. So uh, I would encourage our, our listeners to do the same.
0: Yeah, he's a good friend, and, and it's a good um, nickname, Steve Not Ready for Social Media Besner. That's good. <laughs> I'll make sure that he, he knows that. Um, speaking of wisdom, um, I want to share a post from my friend David McLemore, who um, he, he writes regularly for this site. He's also on the editorial staff. Of gospel-centered discipleship. So he writes for them uh, probably once a month, and he writes uh, at his own blog as well, um, and yet finds time to share with us. And uh, one post in particular called When God Swallows Your Sin, um, which uh, was published on July 19th of this year. Um, So I know David, and I know the power of grace in his own life. I've known him since he was uh, a new believer, actually uh when i met david in in a, uh, a bible study at a large attractional mega church in nashville tennessee he and his then girlfriend now wife uh had, had had you know had been dating for a couple of years they were both pretty um young in their faith and um i've seen him and and his wife um you know uh grow up into um just astoundingly godly uh um husband and wife um, they have a heart for the church. Mm. Um, I've seen that um, you know, they were a part of our church plant in in Nashville. Uh, they also served at Emmanuel Church where Ray Ortlund, um is pastor or was pastor until recently. Um, now they're a part of a church plant in Franklin, Tennessee. And to just see the growth of grace in him, but also in his writing. He's another yes. one of those writers that like he doesn't have a big platform. There's no book. Uh, his day job is he works um, – <clears throat> Uh, for um, a, a health firm and sort of the accounting, you know, department. Mm-hmm. That's his day job. He serves as a teaching pastor at this church plant. Um, you know, as a as a lay, you know, pastor. Um, and then he writes and he reads and writes. And he's just one of the most thoughtful, gentle, um, studious guys I know. But also, he's one of the you know I can count on probably maybe one hand um, the most gospelly. Men I know, like if I had to make a top five gospely men, David <laughs> would be on there. And so you should definitely be reading his writing. I know he's not a name who you know probably rings a bell for you um, because this stuff doesn't go viral. But you're just going to get solid um, uh, serving of grace. Yeah. You're going to come away encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so I- I'm just glad that places like For the Church are able to platform uh, writers like David.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Two two more names that I would love readers to be aware of is. Um, is Allison Todd and Mike Brooks. Mm-hmm. Allison and Mike serve as uh, staff editors. So they're they're on staff here at For the Church and uh, so they, they edit everything that goes on the site and they do a wonderful job. And they actually not only do they edit but they write. They both contribute at least once one article a month and those articles are, are and I'm not being biased here, you know, because they're they're employees of For the Church, but they really are some of my favorite articles every month. Uh, I've I, we've been gifted at For the Church with two very very um, godly gospel oriented jesus loving mm-hmm. church exalting kind of um, uh, editors and uh, one article that Allison wrote this year that was just remarkable was uh, like a bird in a thunderstorm and <laughs> and it's very it kind of captures allison 's personality of just uh, a creative genius who 's gifted with words and and seeing gospel explanation in ordinary events. And, and that, that's so much like her to find beauty and creativity in, in the mundane. And then Mike uh, wrote a, a number of really great articles, including a very good book review of Who is an Evangelical by Thomas Kidd yeah. um, uh, that we published not only at For the Church, but in the Midwestern magazine. And then also he wrote an article called Not So with Onlookers. That was one of my favorite articles this okay. year. Um, yeah, just just uh, I, kind of similar to what I said with Allison, finding, <clears throat> finding beauty in the mundane and... Um, using an example of an old saint at, his, at a church that he grew up at. So
0: That's awesome. Hey, let's take a break right now, a coffee break, if you will, and hear a word from our hosts at Midwestern Seminary. Midwestern Seminary's 81-hour Master of Divinity degree prepares you for ministry today and tomorrow. Midwestern Seminary's flagship degree program is our primary track for ministry preparation. Requiring only 81 credit hours, the MDiv program is an efficient option for students, equipping them to serve the church in pastoral ministry. Residential students will be trained in a unique community environment passionately focused on the local church. Online students can earn the full degree without leaving their current ministry context. Come be a part of one of the fastest growing seminaries in North America as we develop a new culture of discipleship devoted to the local church and committed to taking God's unchanging word into a rapidly changing world. Visit mbts.edu slash mdiv today. Okay, we're back. Ronnie Kurtz and I are working through a year-in-review for the For the Church website, the For the Church uh, resource arm of Midwestern Seminary. Uh, We've been on the note somewhat of uh, lesser-known writers who are powerful and gifted that we uh, hope that more people would read. Um, Yeah, we've mentioned names like Andrea Burke and David McLemore and Tyler Green. Uh, I'd mention a few more um, that that I'm proud that we get to publish, that I wish more people would read. Uh, Folks like Tim Counts, who's a pastor of a little church in Vermont, Um, just a really good, solid writer, pastoral wisdom there. Um, uh, Adam McClendon, who Mm -hmm. um, used to be a pastor here in Missouri, now he's a professor uh, out in Virginia. Um, His pieces are just um, really uh, ripe with sort of a cultural perspective, but also pastoral wisdom. Uh, folks like Chris Thomas, who is a, a mm-hmm. pastor in Australia, um, these guys, they're, you know, they're workmanlike in their production uh, you're not going to see their names on books necessarily. You're not going to see them hosting, you know, the big conferences. Um, their posts probably are not going to go viral. Although I've noticed, um, Tim Challies has picked up a lot of Chris Thomas's stuff. Yeah. Um, both at Chris's personal blog, but also at for the church That's quite right. a bit in his a la carte feature. So Chris is you know is getting a little bit out there. Um, but these names, you know, uh, you know, just because you don't recognize the name right away, I really do encourage you to um, you know cultivate readership That's and right. develop readership. That's right. But um, I think I'd be remiss in in um, in not sharing that. Sometimes we do have folks with pretty big platforms yeah, who come on true. our site. Uh, typically, you know, we do video features throughout the week. But I also thought it'd be good to mention a couple of podcast episodes. Yeah, uh, two of my favorite podcast episodes uh, uh, for the year in review. Maybe my two favorite of the year. Uh, the first is episode, um, and they actually came back to back. The first is episode sixty. Which was with Dean and Sarah, um, <laughs> who really is a character, but uh, just a great guy. He's pastoring down in, in Tallahassee, Florida, um, and he wrote a book. His first book was published this year by Moody, called "The Unsaved Christian," mm-hmm. and basically Dean is taking on the phenomenon of cultural Christianity um, and, and sees really sort of cultural Christians, nominal Christians, or uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, the social Christian, particularly in the Bible Belt area. Uh, as a mission field, mm. that we shouldn't discount that this is an un, you know in a sense an unreached people group, <laughs> um, and, and so the podcast episode was a lot of fun being able to talk with him through uh, some of those concepts, talk about the book, but also just the concept of reaching uh, people who feel like I'm all good, I'm, yeah. I've already been reached, Absolutely. you know, my name's on a roll somewhere, yeah. I go to church once a month or whatever <laughs> it is, um, yeah, people who I remember Ed Stetzer talking about um, people in the South who've been inoculated against the real gospel with with a synthetic version. Mm. And I think that's what Dean is sort of, um, you know, going on about. So check out episode 60 of the podcast uh, with Dean and Sarah. Uh, and then also episode 59, which came out right before it with Jonathan Lehman, who is one of my favorite guys to talk to because he is so clear and so thoughtful and so insightful. Um, and I wanted to talk to Jonathan about why everyone's so angry. That's the, top, <laughs> that's the title of the podcast, actually. Jonathan Lehman on why everyone is so angry. So it's about you know just the social media phenomenon right now with evangelicalism, but also just the political mm-hmm. um, uh, unrest, and I don't think they're entirely parallel phenomenon. I think there's some connection there, and uh, you know I couldn't think of anybody better to help me kind of untangle you know to the extent it could be untangled. That's right. These sort of you know threads of anger and paranoia and distrust and division. Um, and even maybe do a little bit of theological triage. Should we be so angry about disagreements on secondary, th- you know, tertiary matters? It's okay to you know to fellowship differently. Mm-hmm. It's okay to debate all those sorts of things. But it just seems like everyone's so mad right mm-hmm. now, and that I've really scratched my head about that. And so I talked through with Jonathan um, basically why everyone's so angry. Is there anything we can do about it? Uh, you know, are we going to be this way forever now? <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Um, And just really enjoyed that, that podcast. But um, yeah, you're listening to the podcast. So I assume you're not averse to listening to podcasts, but uh, you know, I think it's one of those, um, you know, the unsung resources of, of the site um, uh, to this point. So yeah, yeah, we, this is the, usually I save the recommend us to your friends and give us a good review to the end. (laughs) I'll just do it right now because it's a natural segue. Yeah. Any other uh, writing that you'd like to share that,
1: yeah, just a, just a couple quick ones. OK, um, we we do have agreements with a few writers where we kind of run their material after it's been ran somewhere else. And a couple of those that are that are just I'm, I'm very thankful for their voice consistently is uh, Katie McCoy. OK. And Brett McCracken. Yeah. Both of those um, writers are <laughs> remarkably gifted and. Katie is so gifted at bringing top-shelf theology to the bottom shelf. And I actually know Katie um, and her family fairly well. Her brother was a groomsman in my wedding, and uh, so we have we a have relationship there. But she is uh, such a gifted thinker, and uh, her, her, it comes out very clearly in her writing. And so if you're looking for theological equipping, um, Katie McCoy is, is a great place to go to. And then Brett McCracken, uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with him, you should be. He's just such a good cultural exegete. And his insights are both filled with grace and wisdom. And and so I've been, I was very thankful. Uh, I took Brett out to Messenger Coffee when he, he's a Casey native. Okay. So he he, was, oh, back, he was back home and uh, just, just straight up asked him, I want to start sharing your stuff on the site. Would you let me? And, <laughs> and he said, go for it. And so mm. I was thankful that he said yes. And so we share their articles a lot. Another one that's uh, that I just wanted to mention, uh, just two things quickly is, uh, we've been really r- ramping up our book reviews yeah. at, at FTC. So that's been – we've done book, book reviews, kind of one-offs in the past, uh, but we've been actually doing two, three, four a month. And so uh, we, we've just done – we just did one on a, a Jamie Smith book. We did one on a um, – a preaching book. We did Thomas Kidd's, who is an evangelical. Uh, we did Todd Chipman's, um, "Until Every Child Home." And so we've been doing more and more book reviews, and I've yeah. actually really enjoyed that. Good. And so one of the things that we're trying to do that's a little bit different is basically uh, not give an, an academic review, but basically think about the local church pastor and the local church member as we're writing our reviews, and, and basically trying to help them make wise decisions on how to spend their time with books. And it's been it's been a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Okay, I've got one more to share from my end. Um, It's something particularly personal and special to me. My daughter, Macy, who uh, is a college student at Lancaster Bible College, Um, she started publishing – or she started a blog this year and submitting some pieces before the church. She said she was waiting until I wasn't the gatekeeper. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. And in, in, in any event, she, you know, she didn't need to worry about that because yeah, she's a great writer, that's actually. exactly right. And, um, you know, she, so the piece that I want to highlight was actually published September 6th. It's called But You Are Holy. And uh, Macy's reflecting on Psalm 22, and she writes this. She says, um, this psalm is one of deep sorrow, but it is also worship. In bringing this to God, he is already expressing dependence and acknowledging that God is powerful enough to sustain him through his pain. Um, which is a really important and, and vital point to the Christian life um, that most of us don't discover or learn um, until way too late, um, or at least late in our, you know later in our life. So uh, I just was really encouraged and touched. I'm a proud papa yeah. in, in, in reading that and some of her other <laughs> pieces as well. And so, um, yeah, I have no qualms about highlighting Macy's piece, But You Are Holy, uh, which appeared in September on the site. When and I it,
1: saw that come in my inbox, I— um... I, I wanted to make sure that she knew that she wasn't getting published based off the merits of her dad, but on, <laughs> right. on the merits of, you know, what she had sent and what she had mm-hmm. sent was, was a well-written piece. And so Macy, if you're listening, continue sending in pieces. That's
0: good. That's good. Anything else that you want to share? The uh, you, you mentioned a couple of things over email. I don't know. Like yeah. Very inducing
1: Yeah. Those are, i I sent Jared a few articles that I really loved um, just I'll, I'll just list them because we're getting short on time here, sure. but um so, a couple that haven't been published yet from the time of this recording that, okay. are, on the, that are on the calendar, be looking out for an article called 10 Truths About a Liar yeah. from Sam Beerig, which is a phenomenal example on how to do biblical theology. And he basically is just working through the scriptures, showing you 10 truths about Satan that, that we can learn. So 10 Truths About a Liar, one from another faculty member here at Midwestern, Jason Deroshi, um, called Preaching Christ from His Bible. Okay, and it's a very good article. Mm. Um, really enjoyed it. And then uh, Jason Deusing, who is a, a personal hero of mine, <laughs> um, personal mentor. He he wrote an article uh, that we, we we published it um, called "Thankfulness Always," and it just so captures Dr. Deusing's personality. Yeah. Um, yeah, creative, winsome, kind, generous, thoughtful, nuanced, and and really filled with hope and thankfulness. And so mm. uh, people, I, I tell people all the time. I'm watching Jason Ducing, and I'm modeling my life after him, and I have, <laughs> I have you know, no embarrassment in saying that. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just doing what he's doing. The so, spirit of the inklings that's right. is,
0: is alive and well in Jason Ducing. It
1: is exactly right. And yeah. then one more, uh, a dear friend of mine who uh, has been faithful uh, year in and year out of our friendship, uh, actually my college roommate, Glenn Higgins, uh, wrote his first article ever for us on the pastor not forgetting that they're also called to evangelism. And Glenn, if I could think of anyone to write about this, it would be him. Uh, he has a an undergrad degree in Bible and MDiv from Midwestern, and instead of you know taking an easy route, he moves to downtown Seattle and is washing dishes at a coffee shop so that he can share the gospel and plant a church in Seattle. And he just wrote about. Basically, one day, doing the dishes and getting frustrated, thinking, "What am I doing here? I have a master 's degree <laughs> right and but but realized the gospel compelled him to, mm. to do something as silly as that and and so he wrote an article about evangelism that that was very
0: convicting and great that 's awesome listeners, thank you so much for spending time with us. We hope that this has given you a good um, jump start and maybe going back through our archives. maybe there's some pieces that you missed authors. Um, that maybe come through your feed or your subscription or that you just see on social media and their name doesn't immediately strike you as, as recognizable, so you move on. Uh, maybe this has kind of sent you back to find some good writing that you might be encouraging the gospel. That's really our hope at For the Church, That's right. that we would build up the church, strengthen ministry leaders, and really just encourage you um, in God's grace. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of hot takes at For the Church. You don't see a whole lot of political pieces and, 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 and cultural uh, analyses. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Um, but you know, our main focus is that you would come away being encouraged in your faith and and sensing uh, the presence of Jesus through the gifts and the wisdom of the writers that we get to publish. So, thank you for listening. Um, we're looking forward to a, a great year ahead. Um, we hope that you'll um, you know commit even further to your local church, and uh, we pray that Jesus would be big in it. Until next time, you've been listening to the For the Church podcast. Hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at FTC.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.